0: Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and, at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. Tom Fox, back again with Ben Lockwin. This week, we're exploring operationalizing your compliance program, and today we want to hit the topic directly of operationalizing compliance to the staff level. Ben, uh, this is, I think, perhaps the most key for any best practices uh, compliance program. And I don't mean cutting edge and maybe not even best practices, because in a prior episode, you talked about standard operating procedure. And I find that uh, moving the operationalization of compliance to the staff level is really become the standard procedure. So could you give us some of your thoughts on operationalizing compliance at the staff level so that really everyone is a part of compliance at an organization?
1: Sure. I think until the company, your company, has processes in place to allow for identification and resolution of compliance gaps at the lowest staff levels and across all the verticals, you'll always be firefighting. You're essentially, in that case, tacitly acknowledging that it's okay to have failures. Uh, When it's accepted and expected that staff are empowered to look out for and personally resolve or escalate these compliance issues, any compliance issues, You've automatically moved to a state of being top of class with respect to compliance programs. You know, within the automotive industry, there uh, is something called the Andon cord, which is essentially uh, an emergency warning sort of thing. So, if during the production of a uh, an automobile there's a part that's missing or something didn't go right, uh, the employee on the assembly line can pull this so-called Andon cord, which is essentially just an emergency stop, and it allows everybody to um, really gather around and problem solve and figure figure out what went wrong. And you're then not passing any defects forward. And what that also does too, is it drives the accountability for the problem solving uh, down to the manufacturing, down to the staff level. So everyone really uh, has this empowerment to be able to detect defects and is responsible for not passing them along to the next step. Um, I think if you get to a, a position where Everyone in the organization feels a responsibility for compliance. That's really the place you need to be at. And I think it's a force multiplier for the compliance office.
0: Ben, I really like that last point, and, and I cannot emphasize that enough, that accountability is driven down to the staff level. You use the example of automobile manufacturing, but what uh, I really advocate and have come to more fully appreciate is that same accountability can be driven down from a service function such as compliance, to either a manufacturing organization or even the sales component so that uh, even if uh, you're selling a service, that sort of accountability is still uh, present and having a a regional office, uh, a uh, geo region that's outside the United States or anywhere away from the home office, I think completely enhances all of those concepts that you just articulated.
1: Yeah, agreed. And I think if you have it, um, as you said, regionally, it's, it's at any regional office. It's within the corporate headquarters, of course. It's disseminated as far and wide as the company is. That's when uh, the company is allowed to see and act as one. Uh, this is something that's called the hive mind. Um, so in entomology, um, there's obviously the concept of the hive mind, how do bees know what to do You know, as far as work is concerned, ant swarms, same sort of thing we've been doing a lot of work for more than a decade across industries using concepts from swarm theory. Uh, So for example, very large networked companies like DHL and UPS to determine optimum outcomes for very large arrays of activities, routes, traffic delays, and so on use principles of swarm theory. And it's based on some research of how collaborative insects function and arrange their work under different environmental stressors and obstacles. So I think, Similarly, treating compliance from the perspective of the hive mind is really at the pinnacle of thinking in this space. If everyone's trained, given the tools, and expected to detect and identify and either resolve or escalate the compliance issues, it's very difficult to have even a single compliance issue slip through the cracks. Um, So I guess in order to operationalize that, I would say empower the employees with training on what's expected, then give them the means to pick out mistakes and misconduct within the organization on their own. Uh, they'll, They'll get exceedingly good at it and it doesn't take away from the work of the compliance officer. I think that's an important point too. It may be that compliance practitioners think, if I operationalize this at deep levels, what does my job become? But I think instead, it's really a force multiplier for the compliance officer to do his or her job better.
0: You hit upon a concept that a lady named Liz Wiseman uh, has written about called multipliers and having that multiple <coughs> multiplication effect Uh, by uh, operationalizing compliance is something that I absolutely believe in. In a prior episode, Ben, we talked about prevention beats correction 100% of the time, and it struck me while you were talking about not simply accountability, but also uh, the hive mind and, and swarm theory that by moving compliance down to a staff function or closer, I would call it closer to the business unit, Uh, level, you have the opportunity to really address a problem before it becomes even a violation or or, uh, a violation of internal company policy or a legal violation. And by, uh, it takes, it it multiplies the power of what you can do as compliance, but it also uh, seemingly works to lessen the problem uh, before it becomes a a full-blown legal problem.
1: Yeah, agreed. And you know, I was thinking as you were mentioning uh, internal policy gaps that that may potentially become legal problems if they spin out of control. You could even have inspection systems like optical character recognition or machine learning and text scanning. So if you've got documents and you allow for computer-assisted review, if you screen for issues that a human might miss, uh, it it could do something to to help allay big problems down the road. Um, and so having personnel well trained along with any other systems or processes you have in place in order to make it so it's expected of of their behavior, I think gives you uh, eyes on really granular stages of your company's process. So the likelihood of finding problems before they become bigger problems is greatly enhanced.
0: And Ben, that truly is innovative because the use of either artificial intelligence or uh, computer driven uh, da- data uh, to be reviewed by a compliance practitioner is something that is moving into a, uh, if not a best practice, uh, certainly something that uh, compliance professionals are comfortable with. But the thought of moving that same strategy down to the staff level is really not something uh, that is uh, compliance professionals have engaged in yet. But uh I wanted to use that to drive home another point you raised, which is if you can move that sort of uh, artificial intelligence data analytics down to the staff level, I think it makes the compliance function at the top even more important, but uh, more importantly, more efficient because you're truly only then engaging the compliance professional for the true anomaly. Uh, that can't be fixed that can't be remedied that can't be corrected at the staff level, and you have a subject matter expert who, when the anomaly does appear, can step in with a uh, much more encompassing holistic compliance solution that may even be company wide
1: agreed great point tom
0: so the uh, the operational uh, uh, operationalization of compliance. The regulators tell us that means moving it down to the staff level. Ben, you've given us several reasons why it makes the staff actually more efficient um, to engage these uh, potential compliance issues going forward. Uh, Ben, uh, unfortunately, we're near the uh, end of our time, but tomorrow we're going to try and tie it all together for our listeners and demonstrate the ROI of compliance programs through this operationalization. So, as always, thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Innovation and Compliance Podcast with Tom Fox. Embedding compliance in your organization is a key component to the business equation of operationalizing your compliance program. How can you do it? Learn more at com slash innovation.